Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Exodus, chapter 33. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. You'll find when you stand for God, God takes care of all of those details. And all the people who looked at you like you were some Jesus freak, they're coming to you for counsel. Hey, can you help me out? I got a little problem. Hey, come step over here. Can you talk to me over here? Sure. Hey, boy, my mom's sick. Can you pray for me? Absolutely. I'm wondering if God even loves me. What do you think? He definitely does. You'll become a minister. And God will use your life. But you've got to do things here. The point is this. You've got to do things God's way and start allowing God to lead your life and to guide your life. So when Moses went out of the tabernacle, notice we just read it. All the people got up and they watched him from the door of their tent. Did you get that? Like little kids. I could get, this picture like two million silent faces <laughs> peeking around the tent curtain watching Moses as he goes into the tent. As Moses entered the tabernacle, the Bible tells us the pillar of cloud came down and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And God talked with Moses. And all the people saw the cloud, and they stayed in their tent. Did you get that? I guess they did. <laughs> They're like, hey, we were, we were part of that calf thing. We've been not get too close, you know. The Bible says the Lord spoke to Moses face to face. Did you get that? Now listen, when it says, listen, that the Lord spoke to Moses face to face, it doesn't mean that God was sitting down over coffee talking to Moses face to face. This actually, listen, saints, is what we call a Hebrew idiom, which means literally mouth to mouth. It means mouth to mouth. The idea is this, that there is no distance between Moses and God, that the fellowship is intimate, that there's no distance between them. They're like two friends. That's the idea. The idea is that Moses and God were friends with a close relationship that wasn't formal. They sat down and they talked together. God fellowshiped with him like friends do. You know, friends talk. They don't just, you know, if you want to talk to your friend, you don't you know, sit down and write him a letter. You know, dear friend, you look nice. You are fun to be with. No, you don't do that. Friends don't talk like that. Friends hang out. Friends exchange thoughts. Friends talk about what interests them. Friends aren't formal with each other. And when you talk to God, listen, you don't have to be formal with God. Did you know that? You don't have to be formal with God. You don't have to know how to pray. I've said this a thousand times here. 
You don't even have to know how to pray. There's no right way to pray, right words to pray. People have said, I don't know how to pray. You pray, you just talk to God. He's your friend. Jesus said, I no longer call you servants, but I call you what, saints? I call you friend. You're a friend of God. So talk to him as such and have that intimate fellowship just like Moses had. And so Moses and Joshua went out and they pitched their tent. And so Moses would go out and speak to the Lord face to face. And Joshua, I like that. I don't know why I like it. I just do. Joshua stayed in the tent. He probably thought, I don't know. God didn't tell me I could approach him. He told Moses he could, but he didn't tell Joshua he could. So Joshua didn't presume upon anything. He just stayed in the tabernacle, stayed in the tent. And then in verse 12, Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you say, yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, Moses said, show me your way. Underline that that I might know you and that I might find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. You know what Moses is saying? Lord, if you don't go, I don't want to go. Love that. I could preach all day about that. I don't want to be anywhere God isn't, period. And I want to be everywhere he is. Moses said, Lord, if your presence doesn't go with us in verse 15, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. And so the Lord in verse 17 said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. Moses is saying, saints, listen, God, it isn't enough to know that we are going to make it into the promised land. Moses says, that's nothing if you aren't going with us. God, you told me that you were going to send an angel with us. It might be nice to know exactly who that is, Moses says. And I can hear Moses' heart here. I mean, think about this. Moses spent 40 days in God's presence, just enjoying the presence of God. He knew what that was like. It was almost like he got spoiled in the presence of God. And later we're going to see where Moses comes down from the presence of God again, and his face is glowing. Isn't that neat? He spent time with God. You know, when you spend time with God, your face will be glowing too. You ever meet people that you just know that they spend time with God? Doesn't their face glow? Isn't it? It's kind of odd, actually. I think there's probably two times in the, in the life of women, uh, three, times in the life of women where their face glows. One, when they're about to get married. Women just light up. Two, when they're pregnant. Isn't that true? They just light up. And three, when they've been spending time with Jesus. Those three things, those three times in the life of women, you can see the presence of God. Their face glowing, if you will. You become a reflection 
of him. So Moses just wants to be in the presence of the Lord. He says, who's going to go with us? Moses says, God, you said, you know my name and that I found grace in your sight. Lord, if I have found grace in your sight, Moses says, show me your way. I love that. Psalm 103, write that down, look it up in your own time. But it says, he made known his ways unto Moses and his works to the children of Israel. God made known his ways. You know, you can almost hear Moses saying, God, I don't, I know that you didn't bring all these frogs on Egypt because you were doing some freaky frog thing. God, I know you had a reason. God, you didn't part the Red Sea just because you wanted to show how mighty you are. I know you didn't just bring us out of Egypt for no reason. I know you didn't call me up on the mountain just to show me all this stuff and not do anything with it. Lord, you did all this, Moses says, for a reason. Show me your way. You know, you get the feeling that Moses would have given anything to see and know God's way. And saints, listen, we have a greater, are you listening? We have a greater door than Moses, a greater open door than Moses if we want to know God's way because we have the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And the Bible says that if you ask God to show you his way, he will. We can talk to God face to face, if you will, as a friend, and he will show us his way. God is waiting. People are often asking me, Pastor Roddy, I don't know what God's plan is. I don't know what God wants me to do. I don't know what, where God wants me to go. I don't know what God's way is. I usually ask them, did you ask him? Well, I'm asking you. Wrong person. Ask him. Amen. Ask him. The Bible says, listen, you have not because you ask not. You have not because you ask not. If you ask God to show you his way, God will. I think oftentimes people don't ask God to show them his way because they really want God to show them their way. Thank you, Lord. Isn't that true? We don't really want God's way. We want our way. Look, I've been there. I know. I'm talking to myself now, preaching to myself now, where I I really wanted something, and I was afraid to ask God, because I I think if I, I knew that if I asked God, that his answer would be different than what I wanted to hear. Ignorance is bliss. Not. You know, we need to ask God what his way is. Moses said, Lord, show me your way. I like that. The thing that you get from this prayer, are you getting this prayer that Moses is going back and forth with God with? The thing that you get from this prayer, this conversation between God and Moses is, did you notice this? It doesn't feel cold and calculated. It feels like two friends are talking. God said in verse 14, my presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. I love that, don't you? I will give you rest. In other words, listen, saints, watch this. You will never have rest without his presence. You might rest in terms of sleeping. You might get the sleep number right on your bed. (laughs) Right? You might. 
But you never have rest until you are in his presence. Because Jesus said, come unto me, all you who are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God said, Moses, I will go with you. And Moses said, great, because if you don't go with me, then don't let us go. Moses says, besides that, it's not just about you and the people, but also if you go with us, then did you get that? It will be proof that God is a God of grace. And that's the only way people will know that God is a God of grace. God, if you go with us. And in verse 17, God said, Moses, I know you by name and you have found grace in my sight. So I will go with you. Now, watch these very next exciting verses in verse 18. And he said, please show me your glory. Isn't that great? Show me your glory. Third day wrote a song. Show me your glory. That's where they got it from. And then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have, what saints? Compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and live. And the Lord said, here is a place by me, and you shall stand on the rock. And so it shall be while my glory passes by that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand while I pass by. And then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back. That's my afterglow, my glory. But my face shall not be seen. Stop right there. Give me your attention. Saints, listen. I get the impression that Moses is thinking, Man, I am on a roll. (laughs) I'm batting a thousand, man. I might as well keep going. I'm going for it. Here you go. Lord, because, you know, he's been talking God into going with him. And God said, okay, good point. (laughs) The world needs to see that I'm with you. The world needs to see my grace is upon you. So, okay, Mo, I'll go. Moses said, great, all right, let me go in one more time. Lord, show me your glory. Now, if you were with us the last time, listen, you know Moses already saw God's glory plenty of times. Exodus chapter 16, verse 10, you look that up in your own time. Aaron was talking to the people, and they looked toward the wilderness And the Bible says the glory of the Lord appeared in a cloud. Exodus 24, verses 16 and 17. The glory of the Lord rested on the mountain and Moses came walking through it and the sight of it was like a consuming fire. Moses, listen, stay with me. Moses saw God's glory and yet Moses wanted more. And God says, Moses, there is no way you can see my face and live. But I'll tell you what. I'm going to make all my goodness and all of my grace and all of my mercy pass before you. But I'm going to put you in the cleft of the rock. And I'm going to put my hand over top of you. And while I pass by, then I'll take away my hand and you can see my back. Now, Hebrew scholars, listen, they call this the afterglow. God's afterglow, like God appears in some fiery form of bright radiation. Then in chapter 34, as I mentioned, 
Moses is going to experience that bright radiation. He's going to come down off the mountain. He's going to be radiating. And the people are going to have to put on glasses because his future's so bright they got to wear shades. <laughs> I don't even know what came over me. I have no, I don't even know where did that come from. It's true. His face was glowing. In other words, listen, Moses, you are not going to get the full glory, but God will show up. You're not going to see his full glory. Even today, saints, listen, we don't see the full glory of the Lord. I don't care what you know, you can know more. I don't care how spiritual you are, you can become more spiritual. I don't care how much Greek theology or whatever you think you know, you can go and grow more because 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 12 tells us, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Do you realize, listen, that one day we will see the glory of the Lord face to face and we will completely understand him. And we will completely understand his love. Right now, we don't know. Our little pea brains, we don't get it. We think we're all smart. Coming up with the iPhone. (laughs) We got cool stuff. We're smart, man. We can throw thousands of tons of metal in the air. We can build planes with workout centers on them. We can do anything. We think we know about God. We read the Bible and we gain many things from the scriptures. And we grow and we learn. But don't you understand it? That's that's nothing compared to what you will know when you are in the presence of God. That ought to keep every one of us humble. God can't reveal all of himself to you. If he did, you would blow Blowing up. Yeah, you would. If God revealed, are you with me? <laughs> if God revealed everything to you of who he, you couldn't stand it, you would just implode. <laughs> really? I, I mean that. I believe it. That's why we see through a glass dimly right now. We don't know everything. I can't understand God's love. How does God love people? The the last week, there have been three news reports of young men, white and black, who have killed their small children. And Jesus loves all the children of the world. Jesus loves all the people of the world. I cannot understand how Jesus can love people who do horrible, awful, heinous, evil things can't even get my mind around that. I can't understand God's love. Neither can you. We can't. I don't understand why God loved me. I certainly don't understand why he loved you. (laughs) That's a joke. (laughs) Just a joke. Just lighten up. (laughs) We don't understand God's love. I mean, we can't really get our mind around. So Moses says, Lord, I want to see your glory. He's already seen a lot of God's glory, and yet he is dissatisfied, and he wants to know God even more. 
And think about this. Even though Moses saw many miracles, he saw many supernatural experiences. He heard the audible voice of God. Listen, for Pete's sake, a bush was talking to him. I mean, he had some experiences with God. He saw the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. He watched a body of water open up and two and a half million people go through on dry ground. He watched the Egyptians drown in the Red Sea. He saw water come out of a rock and manna come down from heaven. He was up on the mountain speaking with God, and yet he is not satisfied, and he wants more. Hey, listen. No matter how spiritual we are, we all ought to want more of God. You know, in every person, I believe this, in every person, God puts like this holy tension of dissatisfaction in your life. Don't we all have it? Is anybody in here happy where they are spiritually? With a show of hands. Let's do this. You are totally happy where you are spiritually. Anybody. Anybody. Going once, going twice. Anybody. Nobody. Nobody arrogant enough to say, I am happy where... You know why? Because there's a holy tension, a dissatisfaction in every single one of us, and that dissatisfaction, that holy tension comes from God. I don't care who you are, how long you've been walking with God, you'll always have it. And it'll never, listen, it will never go away until you're in his presence. Until you see him face to face. It was David who wrote in Psalm 17 verse 15, as for me, I will see your face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake in your likeness. David had that holy tension and dissatisfaction as well. And he said, that will be satisfied when I wake up in your likeness. God put that there. And that's why, listen, saints, people who are looking for the ultimate in worship experience, they will never find it. Because it doesn't matter how great the worship is, it will never compare to being in the presence of God. Man, we've had some great worship times here, Calvary. I love it. I love the worship, God. We've had wonderful worship times together. I was getting ready tonight, but ladies did a fine job tonight. They did a wonderful job. And worship is wonderful. And sometimes when you're just worshiping God, you ever feel like, man, I'm just like, right? I feel like I'm in the presence of God. Especially when I stand up here and I see all you guys. and Y'all look like the kingdom to me. We should change our name to Kingdom Chapel. (laughs) <laughs> no, then we had to change all the letterhead And that can be expensive So maybe we won't do that <laughs> Nope Yeah, but when you're like worshiping God And you're like in the presence of God and It's a beautiful thing It's nothing Nothing compared To what we will experience When we awake in his likeness Amen. Nothing It's unbelievable What we'll see in Paul talked about that. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. You can go read that in your own time. So we should always be growing. Amen, saints? You know, we should always be, I like to call it, we should always be approaching. Never arriving. Always approaching. Never 
arriving, always wanting more and more of God, always wanting him to show us his glory. And Moses, get this, I'd leave you with this. Moses, he didn't see God face to face, but he got something better. You know what he got? He got a revelation of who God was. He didn't get what he wanted. He got something better. I'll give you a little hint. Chapter 34, verse 6 and 7. Don't look at it now. That's homework, baby. Look at it later. God will give you what you need. Right? Even you think you want one thing, God will give you what you need. This is the kind of God we serve. He's awesome. That's all I got to say. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccary.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.